0: Welcome to the Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. When we heed the call and say yes to live from the truth of our hearts, we accept the invitation to deeply relax, trust, and let go of fear, control, struggle, suffering, and separation. Now, here is your host, Sandy Goldstone.
1: This week's episode of Sounds of the Heart. As your host, I am delighted to have your beautiful presence and heart's vibration join with mine. As we listen, share and explore in this hour together, I invite us all to join together as one conscious global heart. As we take a deep breath in, And relax out with a sound. Ah. To gently ground our being in calm stillness. Meeting ourselves in love, as love, what we always are now. Ah. It is so wonderful to feel our hearts become part of the one unified field of love through the breath. Thank you for joining me again today, wherever you are right now on the planet. Whatever time it is for you, know that you are greatly welcomed and your presence is celebrated. And it gives me great pleasure to once again introduce the delightful Daniel Suwalo, who is returning to the Sounds of the Heart family as our guest today. Daniel is in his 34th year of private practice as an interpretive astrologer, counsellor, primal therapist, group leader and professional trainer. He is an international leader in the use of ancient and the magical art of experiential astrology. He is also a specialist in the reclamation of the sacred feminine, the Shiva-Shakti relationship, and the sacred marriage. While running sacred tours in Australia and India in his spare time, he has a Bachelor of Science and a Diploma in Education. So welcome, Daniel, once again to Sounds of the Heart. And so delighted to have this conversation with you. Wow, so much is going on right now, planetally, cosmically, energetically. And I'm sure we're all deeply feeling the shifts and changes that life is calling forth within us. And so I'm aware that we are getting ready to go into a really powerful time an opportunity for great change and transformation and deep healing and to opening to our soul's true journey. And this is about the eclipses that are coming in September. So, what do eclipses do and represent for us individually and collectively?
2: Okay. Well, you don't need to be an astrologer to to know that It's an incredibly challenging time on so many different levels. Um, Mm. In many ways, you know, the last four years have been times of huge, dramatic and deep and radical change for most people. Um, But it seems like the the intensity of that has increased exponentially in the first, Mm. you know, eight months of this year. And now we're having another leap in intensity, which is thanks to these two eclipses that are coming. Um, The way I I see eclipses is that they're they're like depth charges dropped into the collective. Like in astrology's language, you know, like the first eclipse is is a new moon eclipse and um, a new moon is a time... The monthly time of new beginnings, it's a great time for starting things, for opening up new territory, for birthing new things. Whereas having an eclipse on a new moon is, is like dropping a death charge into whatever's happening astrologically. And that increases the intensity of everything, whether positive or negative, however things are lining up astrologically. Mm. So... Um, and, and within that intensity, it, it, it will f- flush out a lot of old material within each of us to to be cleared out of our systems as part of a, a broad healing process. But also to um, give us opportunities for extraordinary breakthrough experiences as well, whether in our emotional, our spiritual lives, um, our psychological awareness. So... Um, I'm I'm always very excited around eclipses, even though it gets pretty crappy at times, depending on what's happening.
1: Mm. So, are they ways in which, you know, the universe illuminates what needs to be um, addressed and and um, healed and changed and released?
2: Oh, abs- absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Um, and in particularly with these two eclipses coming, which, by the way, are on the 1st of September and the 17th of September, um, both eclipses very powerfully engage what's called the wounded healer in astrology's language as, chi- as Chiron. And whenever the wounded healer gets activated, um it says that there's this tremendous urge for very, very deep healing. Mm. And, and yet the nature of that healing is that it has to dig out what is wounded and in the way of us opening up, not just to greater physical and emotional health, but to opening up more and more to living more from our core self. And if you like you can put that in, in terms of living closer to our, our soul's calling or you know what's badly called soul purposes. And mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a double whammy, it's like on one hand we we get given vi- parts of the vision of, of who we're meant to become, what is the next stage in our personal and collective evolution. And yet at the same time, it it will activate a lot of gunk from our past in order to um, flush out the psychic-emotional residues of that material, but also to develop a lot more discrimination and a lot more awareness about what is ultimately true for each of us, as opposed to what our society or our conditioning tell us is true Mm -hmm. for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's a very intense alchemy. (laughs)
1: Yes, and I'm aware that during this eclipse season, we've got the Mercury going retrograde in Virgo throughout this period. So is there any significance to that, or are we being additionally supported to have that illumination and that discernment and that awareness, seeing that Mercury is the natural ruler of Virgo? Yeah,
2: um yeah. I wouldn't overstate the Virgo, the um, the Mercury thing because um, there are bigger energies at play. But Mercury rules, you know, how we interpret what we're experiencing, and even though Mer- Mercury is going retrograde later this week and will be so during this next month, in the first eclipse chart on the 1st. Mercury is exactly conjunct Jupiter. Mm. And Jupiter is this incredibly benevolent, expansive, optimistic, opening energy. And so, okay, classically Mercury, you know, talks about lots of slippage, really. (laughs) Um between conscious and unconscious layers within ourselves, which is why things seem to go a bit awry when when it's in retrograde. Mm -hmm. However, Mercury-Jupiter, which is empowered by this first eclipse, opens us up to much bigger visions of who we are, what is possible for us, Mm -hmm. that gives us a a more positive view of the possibilities for our lives Mm -hmm. and then that fits quite neatly into this kind of new moon symbolism of the first eclipse as well This this is and this is where the light is most obvious it's like the new moon is is a birthing energy it's a new meeting of sun and moon energies and mercury and jupiter together enhance that capacity to say okay, it's pretty rough now and that roughness is because we're in in this intense healing alchemy which has to flush out a lot of old crap but the possibilities out of this are quite extraordinary and the, the Mercury Jupiter gives us an expanded mindset to be able to perceive those possibilities
1: Mm. So it seems like we've been assisted with that and because it's like um, Venus and Jupiter are hugging Mercury during the retrograde period and so it's an opportunity for us to open our hearts ever wider to greater dimensions of love and wisdom within us.
2: Yeah, yeah, Um, it's, it's... These two eclipses, you know, thinking about Venus energy and its relationship to relationships, um, this is also a very strong time in terms of the transformation of our relationship experiences. And uh, there's some absolutely glorious things happening there. And particularly the second eclipse, very powerful heart healing around our capacity to give and receive love our capacity to love ourselves as well as others. Um, And yet once again, because the healing energies are going very deep, it will also support us to flush old shadows off our hearts that have have occluded our ability to love in all its different forms. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And, um,
3: yeah.
1: So what would you say are the some of the main themes around the first eclipse?
2: Yeah, uh, the main themes. The first one, which is most obvious, is um, healing the wounded masculine so that we can open up to the wise healing masculine that lays underneath um, the kind of cultural stereotypes of what it is to be a man. And and this is represented by the fact that the warrior planet Mars, who's the kind of action god within each of us, is conjunct Saturn. Mm. And what Mars-Saturn combinations do is... They can be incredibly frustrating. I know so many experiences I've spoken to in this last period who are kind of working really hard on lots of levels, but feeling like they're spinning their wheels. Like nothing.
1: Being <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm in that but I'm I'm there. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And, and so it's like putting out a lot of energy but not a lot of obvious result. Yeah. and and yet the frustration that is activated by that is specifically designed to flush out old anger to flush out old negative beliefs about ourselves and about the world that attracts difficult experiences to us mm. and and within that it will bring up a lot of issues to do with um, the influence of our, our personal dads. It will bring up a lot of um, influences to do with a negative expression of of the patriarch, and and it will also bring up a lot of unresolved issues around anger, you know, particularly suppressed anger that that then sabotages our ability to move forward in our world. Um, so it's a hell of a brew. <laughs> mm. And this is is part of the reason why it's been so rugged. And and yet, if you're Mm. able to work with this energy, the very same combination, um, you know, it's like they say, you know, when a warrior isn't out in battle, he's sharpening his sword. And this Mm. is a bit like the Saturn-Mars thing is. It's kind of, it's wanting to hone our warrior energies, so instead of being having our capacity to achieve in the world frustrated by un, unresolved and unhealed um, wounds to do with the masculine, that we are able to use our passion, our desire, our drive in much more cleaner, more effective ways. So that, that image of sharpening the sword of our inner warriors is an important part of this.
1: Mm. And, and for so, me... And two come hand in hand. Yeah, and for me it's like tuning back into life's rhythm and natural flow and not trying to push against that. I think sometimes the mind and the idea of, you know, um, how we think things need to be and how they actually are is two different things. And Saturn is a great teacher around that and to cultivate patience and um, perseverance and um, just that to have faith in the, in the greater goodness of what's actually playing out and the bigger picture of that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well said. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, and and it's also about sorting out what is ultimately real and true for each of us as individuals. And which includes our capacity to get a greater integration between the more creative, mystical, visionary parts of self. And these, this Mars Saturn thing that says, "Well, you have got to deal with the physical reality of things at the same time."
1: Mm.
2: And this is one of the, one of one of the reasons why it's such a challenging time because we're being there's a lot of big openings psychically and spiritually inherent in what's happening here, mm. and. Yet that energy is very nebulous and hard to um, validate and even harder to translate into concrete manifestation in the world. Because we've got two reality systems kind of operating in rather entangled ways at this point. But the the alchemy of this situation is, is to, again, to hone our sword our healthy masculine energy so that they are more in alignment with our intuition with our capacity to perceive the subtleties of situations to be able to tune into situations and other people and to be able to as you say kind of to be able to flow with where where the positive movement is as opposed to doing the old stuff which is like bashing your head against a brick wall. Yes. So, um, yeah, so inherent in this kind of bubbling cauldron of messiness (laughs) is the right recipe, however challenging, to be able to learn how to bring these two layers of ourselves into a more effective combination. Mm.
1: Mm. Yes, and being in that place of surrender and knowing that, you know, it's not like having a, I think sometimes our responses to these big shifts and changes is that we want instant gratification or even in the spiritual realm, you know, um, just kind of, uh, just something, jump your mind or just get some, into a higher vibration or something and then you will just kind of have this magic pill and it doesn't work like that and I think that that's, Kind of unhelpful because it it we need to cultivate that level of kindness and that graciousness towards ourselves. That life is always demonstrating towards us. It's our minds that are unkind and and judgmental and critical. And the attitude of or the movement of life is not in any way um, like uh, it may feel harsh but grace is there to free us from being enslaved and like, you know, the Pink Floyd being another brick in the wall like you and we shared with this morning earlier on, um, to move away from that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because one of the challenges whenever Saturn is involved is to sort out the difference between what are beliefs about ourselves, about others, and about the world that we have absorbed from others, particularly significant male figures in our early lives, and where the negative expressions of that conditioning badly empower the inner critic, for instance, and so where we would be critical towards ourselves or critical towards others, mm. and and so when that, when those kind of voices come up, it's like the, the challenge is, well, okay, am I just replaying some old expression of the masculine, am I acting like my father, for instance?
1: Mm-hmm
2: as opposed to, well, what is what is my own truth here? Do I really believe this? And is this a belief that is for my own benefit or the benefit of others? So mm. it's about, okay, what is, what is true for me? And even though my mind is spinning this negative kind of dialogue about this situation or this person. Is that real for me? Is that really true for me?
3: Mm.
2: And so it's about using discrimination in in every moment. What thoughts are you going to energise and what thoughts are you going to gently push aside and saying, okay, I'm not going to be seduced by this negativity? Mm.
1: Yes, I'm not going to be hypnotised by the Pied Piper like energetically yeah, yeah, throw yeah. myself over a cliff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and as, as you said, it's like part of that is also about looking at what our society, what our media, what our political system says is real and true. Yeah. Mm. As Marianne Williams said, you know, like awake people cannot be manipulated yes. by the system. And so this is asking us to be awake and, and to not simply, um, you know, follow collective belief systems like sheep.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and this is another expression of this warrior energy. Hey, my life is worth more to me than what television and the media says is true. And I'm going to find my own truth and I'm going to cut through the crap to get mm. to what is real for me so I can take that and manifest mm. it in the world. Yes. So it's, yes. It, this is another healthy expression of this warrior energy.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like we're getting invited to see where our true power lies as opposed to that false external power that has us feel, you know, like we're just another brick in the wall and that we, that there is no meaning to our, our being, our individual uniqueness and our creativity that comes forth in that. It's, it's very homogenized if we look at the media and the political system and everything like that. And it's, and, um, and it, And it's a very controlling, fearful energy. And when you ask about what is true, for me, it's like I ask, I I check into my body and I just go, what's the energy? Is there an openness and a peaceful relaxation here? Or is there a fearful, um, anxious contraction and feeling like I'm going to be attacked in some way? So that to me is my kind of marker for what's really true. Does my heart feel open to this? Do I feel more expanded and more um, connected to all that is and see the beauty of things and life and people and, yeah.
2: Yeah, oh, that, that's beautifully described because, you know, that's the perfect way of dealing with these challenges. It's like, well, yeah, what opens my heart? What makes me feel positive about my world? And, and in the case of this first eclipse, Sandy, it, the, the new moon eclipse is right on what, what's called the north node of the moon. Mm. And the north node of the moon is that which opens us up to more and more of our essential soul purposes. Mm. And so this notion of clearing out what's in the way of getting in touch with our authentic self is also about getting in touch with what our individual souls are telling us and showing us about a potential future. And this is not just personal, it's also collective.
0: Mm.
2: And that's the opportunity of this time. Even though a lot of crap's flying, it's, it's to clear the way so that we can get more in alignment here.
0: Mm.
2: And that's exciting.
1: <laughs> it is. It is because I, I think, you know... It, even though it feels like we're wading through mud sometimes the the mud has become very inhospitable and what used to kind of um <clears throat> keep us being attached to being in certain drama is is become very boring can i use that word um and and very stilted and and very energetically dead and so there is something within us that is kind of pushing us to see beyond the old ways and to open ourselves up to other possibilities of ways of being and really experiencing ourselves as we've always been and we've kind of believed the story that has had us not be able to see the true um, power and wisdom and grace and light and within us all. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. That's so cool. <laughs> so this sounds really, really um, a beautiful um, time of opening and to seeing what's really possible within us. So let's just kind of contemplate that while we take a short break, now lovelies, um, because it is time for us to take a short break. This is Sandy Goldstone, and my guest is the delightful Daniel Sowello. And you're listening to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone on Voice America, 7th Wave Channel. Stay tuned, and we'll be back.
3: The Voice America, 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Sandy Goldstone wants to help you start your true self journey. Sandy works with all issues and ages for individuals, couples, and groups. She is a spiritual teacher and holistic counselor of the Heart's Way in Perth, Australia. It's time to gift yourself with knowing your own lightness of being, beauty, and truth. You can feel relaxed, loving, wise, joyful, and peaceful, whatever your experiences have been or what challenges you are currently facing. Are you ready? Let's do it. Say yes and call or contact Sandy Goldstone in Australia on 011-61420 287 or reach out to her on Facebook at Sandy Grace Goldstone and start your true self journey. Right now, Sandy is offering a special gift. Mention the radio show, Sounds of the Heart and receive a 40% discount on each of your first two 90-minute Skype sessions. That's just $99 to start your true self journey with Sandy Goldstone for more information or to receive this special offer email soundsoftheheart at hotmail.com The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network
0: You are listening to The Sounds of the Heart to find out more about our program visit Sandy's website at soundsoftheheart.com.au. Again, that's soundsoftheheart.com.au. Now, back to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone.
1: And we are back, lovelies, with Sounds of the Heart on the Seventh Wave channel of Voice America. And I am your host, Sandy Goldstone, talking with my guest, the delightful Daniel Suelo. So as we're going to the break, Daniel, we were talking about, you know, opening up within our hearts to see a greater possibility for ourselves to connect to the, to the wisdom and the light and the peace, and the joy that's always been within us. So that feels like we're talking about a deeper opening to the energies of the feminine. So is this what's coming into harmonization with this first?
0: eclipse
2: in um, Virgo. Yeah, well, the fact that the the eclipse is happening in in Virgo and on this mysterious north node of the moon, what it creates a vision of is (laughs) of heading towards, at least in potential, a life or as hopefully a civilization that comes back to living that much more closer and in unity with with the earth and the sacred feminine. Virgo is a sign that represents the kind of connection that indigenous people have with the land the kind of connection that, that even European society had, you know, kind of in more agrarian times. And, and what is consistent about those, those periods of time in, in our past is that we lived in a greater unification with the seasons, with the fertility of the land. And we were conscious of our sacred and spiritual connection to the land as well. Now, so this new moon in Virgo talks about us heading towards um, potential recreation of our society so that that we live closer to that in an external sense, but also that we live closer to the feminine within each of us, whether we're male or female.
1: Mm.
2: And when we're talking about the feminine here in Virgo, we're not talking about, you know, an, an, a soft, excessively passive feminine. Like Virgo is a very capable energy. And, and there are beautiful earth goddesses related to Virgo mythologically. Mm. And when we're in touch with that level of feminine within ourselves, then we have a deep stillness. But it's a stillness that, from can, that can adapt to life from a very deep, earthy place within, so that we're not seduced out of ourselves. That we live in more fluidity with the moment. Um, that instead of our minds being the primary kind of drivers of what we do and think and and express that we're more in contact with a deep, earthy, feminine wisdom within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't this need then? Um, you know, here's the North Node eclipsing, new moon in Virgo talking about feminine wisdom. And yet, in our conversation before the break, we're talking about trying to dig out more of our masculine wisdom underneath mm-hmm. old patriarchal conditioning so the emphasis on wisdom is really strong Mm. from both these points so that's fabulous Mm. and Mm. what is see astrologically both eclipses are very close to these mysterious nodes of the moon and the south node of the moon is the, the opposite point here and the south node represents, depending on your worldview, like collective past life influences that we've gathered over many lifetimes and brought into this life to purify, refine, and and to manifest. Now, with with these eclipses, there's a lot of stuff coming from this more ancient past. Arising within each of us, whether we're aware of it or not. Mm. Now, for those for those of our listeners who don't have a worldview that includes, you know, reincarnation, mm. don't worry about it. Um, the same dynamic you can describe as well. These are ancient energies that are that are coming emerging from the collective, mm. and they they're arising because. Within these memory systems, whether they're racial, whether they're generational, are gifts and abilities and experiences that we've brought in with us. And out of this South Node, and this is why we're talking about the wounded masculine earlier, there are these tough aspects to Saturn and Mars. But there are also a series of really positive aspects coming out to various goddess energies or the sacred feminine within each of us. Mm -hmm. And this supports this whole notion that, you know, anyone who's really serious about their own spiritual evolution, as well as contributing to positively to the collective good, it reinforces the notion that we need to connect more deeply with the sacred feminine to draw upon her power as well as her intelligence to be successful on both levels our own personal evolution but also being sacred activists in the world. Mm. So while these eclipses are really challenging on the on the old masculine they're also tremendously encouraging our reclamation of the sacred feminine within each of us. Mm. And the particular goddesses that are involved are both powerful and very deep. Mm. And one of one of the goddesses that's positively connected here, this is a goddess asteroid, is um, the priestess archetype who's known as Vesta. And Vesta is this very still deep feminine energy who synchronistically is actually at the core of Virgo and she within us is an intelligence that allows us to concentrate sacred power or to concentrate power in any form, mental, emotional, psychological, spiritual, so that we can direct that energy effectively into the world. So, she kind of acts as a bridge between the sacred, the mystical, and being actively engaged in a physical reality. So, she's a a tremendously positive ally. Mm -hmm. The other goddess that's really strong here is the traditional goddess of marriage, Juno. And Juno is a queen energy. She was the, the consort, the wife of Zeus or Jupiter. And Juno is like a feminine version of Jupiter. She is a goddess of power and grace. Mm. And she's a queen energy. Mm. So she calls upon us to own more and more of that regal feminine within us. And this, this form of the feminine is very relationship-oriented. You know, this is the, the goddess of marriage, at least in Greco-Roman times.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and yet she herself is going through very powerful transformation. Um, she is actually traveling with what's called the black moon. And, and the black moon is a deeper expression of the sacred feminine which is intent on deep transformation Mm. and how this translates into you know our here and now world is that you know this is where the movement comes towards same-sex marriages for instance Mm. this is where the movement comes also for digging out what I I call marriage conditioning (laughs)
3: Yeah.
2: And marriage conditioning is conditioning we've absorbed from our parents and from the collective environment that tells us this is how it is to be an individual in a long-term committed relationship. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, a lot of our, this conditioning comes from previous generations, it's not real for most of us. And yet, we will carry that conditioning. So, you know, this is where we will act out subconsciously our parents' marriage within our own relationships, for instance. Mm. So, the black moon here is saying, okay, we're going to transform this so that we can find our own truth about who we are and what quality of relationship we want. Mm. So this is, this is a huge one around relationship transformation. Mm. And when the black moon's involved, it, it it talks about like really getting down to the truth of things. You know, in our individual relationships, what's working and what's not. Mm. And the stuff that's not working, what do we need to do about that to mm. transform the way we're relating in our primary relationships mm-hmm. in those areas where we're on track the black moon empowers a relationship it empowers it emotionally and empowers it psychologically it also mm-hmm. empowers it sexually <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and so there this process of trans- transforming long-term relationship is particularly intense around this eclipse mm. And, you know, some of my colleagues are saying, okay, you know, a lot of their clients are either going through separations or they're facing really strong challenges around their primary relationships.
1: Yes. Yes, it, and it's...
2: Yet, yeah.
1: It feels like we're all being... Um, the stories of love are all up for, a, for re-examination. What's my story of love? What do I think love is? Um, how do I see it being demonstrated? Um, and also, it's it's like those energies, are, that sacred marriage is happening within us um, energetically and it's been harmonized within us. And as that takes place, it changes how we view things externally. We're no yeah. longer kind of looking for that um completion because that completion is already within us so so what's my movement then towards like do i even want to be in a in a significant relationship um and what is there of value or what can i bring or it just feels like everything is up for review around that
2: yeah 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 yeah, and, and you're also absolutely spot on, um, Sandy, in that while there's this pr- you know, deep process around old relationship dynamics, astrologically there is a, a very pure alignment of the sacred marriage. Now in India the sacred marriage is represented at, it, at its highest as the relationship between Shiva and Parvati, And there are asteroids named after both of these entities. And one of the unique things about this period of time is that Shiva and Parvati are tr- exactly together. And Mm. currently and up until this first eclipse in the sign of Leo. So here is symbolically and energetically and astrologically a representative of the sacred marriage. So while the old is, is being worked with and challenged, there is already this unification that some of us are able to experience. Now, the big question mark is uh, obviously, well, how do you get from the old towards the new? Well, it means consciously facing the challenges that are emerging now and working with this energy, you know, both spiritually and therapeutically. If we're facing major obstacles in our core relationships and our relationship dynamics, then work with them. You know, As I said, both eclipses are enormously empowered with healing shakti or sacred power. Mm-hmm. So if we're willing to go deeply and work this territory, we can get an alignment with this transformation once to happen. And as the old automatically gets released, whether indeed spiritual or therapeutic processes, then it clears the way for more of this experience of the sacred marriage within us mm. because it's already there, as, as you've tuned into mm. Mm. So, and And when you touch that inside yourself, it's an experience of awesome wholeness because the sacred masculine, the sacred feminine are meeting in your own heart and in your own being. And there is ecstasy, there is joy there, there is incredibly brilliant sex um, and, and opening to that sacred sexuality that is inherent in each of us.
1: Mm.
2: So once again in these eclipses, okay, there's, there's the shadow and the light, there's working with the shadow stuff, but there is so much light here simultaneously.
1: hmm mm. So, um, I know that you're going to go on a fabulous goddess tour in India. So, how is this kind of playing into these these themes that you've been sharing around the eclipses and what we're looking at around the sacred marriage and and finding a new way within ourselves to relate. In that partnership, within and then to um, engage in a external form with with someone else, if we choose to, in a in a sacred um, marriage partnership. <coughs>
2: Pardon me. Um, one of the beauties about Indian spirituality. So, you know, we we can talk about reclaiming the sacred feminine, the sacred masculine, the cows come home, but it's like, okay, what do you do? What can you do? And and the beauty about Indian spirituality is that it provides the spiritual technology. It gives practices to be able to open to both. Mm -hmm. So what happens in our goddess tours, for instance, which, by the way, is also a sacred marriage tour, is that we use local spiritual practices, specific meditations, visualizations, mantras, to get in contact with these different faces of the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine. And these meditations have a way of both opening us up to the sacred within us, but also help flush out some of the old. So um, we do these practices um, in, in the middle of, of a flower farm, which is a lovely, lovely location outside this village in India. And then after we've opened ourselves up, we will go to the local temples to whether the different goddesses or their consorts. Because one of the beauties about, you know, other beauties about Indian civilization is that despite its recent westernization, you know, here's a culture who has consciously honored the sacred feminine for 5,000 years
1: Mm
2: -hmm. and still continues to do so. So the psychic environment, despite the poverty and the pollution and, and all the shadow sides of India, the psychic environment is filled with this love and appreciation of the sacred. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And so the the goddess tour is an opportunity for men and women because it's both. We take both to open up to both the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine. And out of then, you can consciously work towards opening to an experience of this sacred marriage, the union of masculine and feminine within ourselves.
1: Mm. So it and, sounds like you, <coughs> you get to embody it. It's no longer this kind of intellectual concept, but you actually get to feel the harmonization energetically within and then... Um, see how it it then has that ripple effect and starts um, flowing out externally into your into your relationships.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because you 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 get so filled up within within you, and it's like tapping a source of nectar that releases itself in your own body, um, you know, obviously as a man, but my immediate thought is, you know, when a woman is fully and happily pregnant, mm. it's like that's how the, the goddess energy feels within ourselves, and, and as we fill up, it's like we radiate, mm. and and in that fullness, it is not disconnected from the masculine because we're bringing in practices to connect, whether it's to Shiva or Krishna or to these other sacred parts of the masculine that also exist within ourselves. And, we're, and again, there are practices that help bridge the two. And, and this is the essence of Tantra which is not about external sex. It, tantric spirituality is about this meeting of masculine and feminine. So in the 14 days that we we're there, it's like each day we're tapping into this. And, and we have a lot of fun too, you know. We get to go on these um, mini um, pilgrimages to different temples and um, so we have a full experience of the outer culture as well as opening up on inner levels
1: mm-hmm. so if anyone was interested in coming and joining you or finding more out about this Daniel how could they um, how could our listeners get in contact with you
2: um well you could simply simply google me or my website's called the sacred law firm and um, if you go on the site there's actually a 10-minute video that presents the Goddess Tour, and it, it includes clips and video from our last tour. So you can kind of... And beautifully done video. Very grateful to a colleague who did it for us because it really shows, and, and you feel the quality of the experience. So I, I encourage you to be able to check that out.
1: Okay, beautiful. So... Um, and this is just part one, um, my dear lovelies. Daniel's going to be returning um, next week to continue this conversation and talk more about um, the second eclipse that's taking place in Pisces and what are the spiritual opportunities inherent for us at this time. So thank you, lovelies, for your heart's loving presence and for sharing in this hour's comforting and illuminating astrological exploration with Daniel. And to be reminded that dramatic events like eclipses are the universe's way to illuminate what needs to change, be let go, balanced, harmonized and embraced. So we can open our hearts ever wider to greater dimensions of love and wisdom with a renewed sense of clarity and purpose of our soul's true divine journey. So till our hearts join together as one again next week, I send you much love and blessings from my heart to yours. May your week be overflowing with all that you are always now. Love, joy and peace. I love you. Thank you. (music)
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Sounds of the Heart. Sandy Goldstone invites you to join her again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Connect to your own divine nature in the coming week and explore within.